Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Easy Investing on their ears. My God, show. I'm watching the audio level just go like. <laughs> Wayne was like pooping on me. Can like you say seconds, hello, please? Seconds do it before he's like, you know what? You're live, actually. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Friday, June 17th. We're going to have a high of 20 degrees here in the Edmonton region today. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I literally watched that audio level just, like, spike. <laughs> and now I've got to edit that out. It's like, will you turn off your battery saver mode? I hate watching your phone go blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, cl clicks a, a button and he's like, you're live. Put <laughs> uh... on a smile. <laughs> Anyways. Hi guys. Happy Friday. Francis, Francis drops the TGIF on us. I don't know. I don't know. Francis, <laughs> are you living for the weekend? <laughs> Maybe uh, she's had a hard week and she just genuinely needs a little R and R. Okay. Sometimes that happens, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Ugh. <laughs> How's everybody doing? We are broadcasting live on the Podbean app as we do every day, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Mm -hmm. How'd I do on your spiel? Good. You wanna you wanna finish her off? No, I don't know what else what else you say. Um, you can join in live. You can see everybody uh, you know chatting up here. As I mentioned a second ago, I was just talking to Francis because I could see Francis uh, typing. I can see your um, type it in the chat box there. There's also a call in button. You can call in and ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free. We will answer your questions. Free coaching. It's we pretty, cool like that. It's pretty neat. <clears throat> Kathleen is half awake. I am packing for a. Uh, Cody's packing for a, for a fly in fishing camp. Sorry, won't be listening live next week. Wow. Wow. That's kind of cool. That Flying is... in fishing camp. Wow. Very cool. What's your first thoughts when you think about that? Like that he's flying into like a remote area to go fishing or something like that. Am I wrong? No. I think I automatically thought fly fishing before I read it twice. You know what I think? I think ridiculous amount of mosquitoes. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. I'm like, <laughs> damn, he's going to get eaten alive. But I mean, that's a pretty, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing, you know? Yeah. That's, that's his thing. Love it. Very interesting. Um, Jeremy uh, says he hasn't seen a Liam or a Josh yet this morning. Are they sleeping in? Ooh. Wow. It's time to get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> Too bad you can just like broadcast that over people's phones. <laughs> that would be neat. That would be really good. Um, or what I can do is or I can change just... that to your alarm. That should be my alarm. Whoa. 
Can you do that? Can you like do personal yeah. audio clips? Yeah, yeah. It's learn? a little bit of work. It's a little bit of work to get it done on an iPhone, but um, it's doable. Interesting. Um, yeah, you betcha. I Manzoor is like he's he's he's. <laughs> Uh, he loves the fact that he's become a meme. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might just clip the audio version of it and, uh, and, and just whenever someone doesn't show up to the show, I'll just text it to them. Annette, girlfriend. <clears throat> She's been trying so hard to get up at six. You did it. Fuck yes. <laughs> Heck yeah. Compliments of my three-year-old. Did the, did the kid get you out? Oh, Josh is here. Oh, Josh just joined. Hmm. Josh, <laughs> did you hear us? Jeremy must have texted him. Oh, uh, <laughs> Josh has been working real hard, real hard. So, yeah, big um, time. Yeah, like even myself, like I was out, I was out, I I passed out really quickly last night, just after a long day, and I, I wasn't working half as hard as Josh was. <laughs> um, so I can just imagine how tired you are. You went for a bike ride. We actually had a lovely day yesterday. <laughs> it's like the first day that I woke up feeling like 100% good, like back to my normal self. <laughs> so, yeah. It was... I, uh, wow, you're right. I had the most like, if Leisurely I explained day. my day, everyone would, would like probably curse at me. But this is, you worked for this. Like that was like a typical, like why you work for... <clears throat> for freedom uh I, mine was more of a mentally exhausting day mm. I, I i accomplished a lot of of tasks um though i was laying on my couch on my phone <laughs> um it was mentally exhausting but yeah like gabby and i after the show we dropped off the kid at school and and we went for a nice bike ride and stopped at a coffee shop and uh, had breakfast had breakfast and the next cappuccino the weather was like what like 17 degrees yeah it was like a it was like 20 first thing in the morning like Sunny. it was hot yeah yeah it was it was beautiful and then uh we we took our bikes and we biked down to our fix and flip in Leduc. um <laughs> and we saw Zakaya and josh there and we said hi and they're like what are you guys doing here I'm like yeah we're out for a bike ride <laughs> I could just imagine, like, I know they didn't say it, but I can imagine what they were thinking. Fuck These you. fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought we'd stop in. We're up for a bike ride. We just got cappuccinos. <laughs> How's it going in here? But, you know, Gab's right. It's like, <clears throat> you know, there was a lot of long hours and a lot of... Put in the reps. <laughs> uh, a lot of money invested into ourselves in order to get to that, to that point. Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of money into education a lot of money into like you know self-development and and then um you know a lot of money into our business as well so that you know we could grow the business so um yeah it, it's yeah we did put in the reps but uh yeah I, I i just laughed i thought i i remember having a very kind of exhausting day but then i just realized that yeah I, outside looking in it probably didn't look like much you know what I said last night, though? And, like, so after the bike ride, I went and helped your um, sister do some cleaning. They took possession of their new house yesterday, so mm -hmm. we are doing some cleaning and stuff before the movers arrived. And um, then I came home, and I had, like, an hour and a half before we had to pick up Everly. And I got so much work done in an hour and a half. Like, somebody would have been happy to accomplish that in, like, a day or two. Yeah. And I just like, I busted out contracts and like spreadsheets and like got like some like big things done that we needed to get done. 
and well, two new flip properties we needed to get uh we need to get the financing paperwork all done and the spreadsheets ready right yeah and um and then yeah so in so later in the evening after I hung out with Everly for a bit we decided to take um <clears throat> Wayne's sister and um her husband and daughter out for for celebratory dinner and drinks and on the way there I was just like man I accomplished so much <laughs> in so little time, like an hour and a half, like if we could work that smart every day, like think of all the things we could do. Did you sign a tenant too? Oh yeah. And I signed a new tenant on. <laughs> I was blown away by what she accomplished in a short amount of time. She signed a tenant from out of province. Um, she filled out two flip analyzers, um, she, uh, a couple joint venture agreements. Uh, what else is there? There's a bunch of stuff. Not to mention there was like paid a bunch of invoices and yes, crazy. Like, yeah. So I was like, man, if, if every, like, yeah, if you could just like accomplish that much in a little bit of time, we would just have so much time to do all the things like go for bike rides and coffee and breakfast and help people that you love. And like, yeah, well, yeah, we accomplished more in, a, in, you know, an hour or two than most people accomplish in a month. And uh, that's what I say. Like I've said a million times, like it, it, you only have to do a couple things a day in yeah. order to be in order to be successful. Just two or three things a day, two or three things that you normally wouldn't do, and and you'll be surprised how that adds up at the end of the year mm -hmm. and how far the needle moves. It's yeah. crazy, absolutely crazy. Can I just um, have a little brag here? Yeah, because it sounds our... like you are already are. But <laughs> go on. I, I had to ask permission. <laughs> Um, our last two vacancies, both of them were like afterthoughts, like halfway through the month, like, oh shoot, I need to advertise that vacancy. This, okay. The first one was like, I advertised it on the 15th and, um, I think it was like the second viewing I ended up signing that tenant. Mm -hmm. And then this one, I think I posted it late last week, just as I, just as Everly was getting sick and then I got sick. And so like I was talking with a whole bunch of people through like being sick and I had the flu and I wasn't getting back to people and people were getting annoyed with me and I was doing my best and um, finally was able to set up a couple of viewings. I um, hired somebody to do some viewings for me and um, it was just two people that I pre-qualified. So they had already filled out the applications and um, and I and I signed one of them. So yeah. on the first first round of viewings again, and like I advertised it, like it was probably the twelfth or something that mm -hmm. I put the ad up, and needed to fill it for July first. <laughs> so like I'm on a roll. Well, you didn't need to fill it for July first. You wanted to, right? Because that's when the other tenants moving. Yeah, in. I, I didn't want any vacancy. Like we, Which we is have very a, rare. Yeah, we have a, a joint venture partner on the property, so I'm always a lot more like diligent in making sure that I get somebody. Not reckless, but just make sure I'm on it. Yeah. And um, I again dropped the ball. Just a lot going on. Didn't get advertising until a week or so into the month and boom, sealed it up. And I'm happy with both the tenants that I signed. It's not like yeah. I, you know, was scraping the barrel or anything. So got, got the top rents that I wanted for both nice. of them, got more than I expected on the townhouse and got um, exactly what I, I wanted and needed for the main floor suite. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, um, I guess what I, I wasn't saying, um, what I was trying to say was that um, typically in the past, it's, it's, it's kind of harder to, to kind of create that seamless, uh, transition from a tenant moving out and a tenant moving in 12 hours later. Yeah. Um, 
because normally there's cleaning involved and uh, as well, the previous tenants, I mean, they're, they're packing up and moving. Like it's, it's never easy to do viewings mm-hmm. to have to put a 24 hour, you know, notice, and, yeah. uh, notice that we're coming in, we're showing the place you come in and then, you know, the person didn't show up and like how many times has that happened? Um, so a lot of times we just kind of expect the one month vacancy because it's so much easier just to like get them out. We go in, do the walkout inspection, tidy up if needed, get the repairs, get the repairs, and then give us 30 days to get the new person to come in. That's why we always just assume that with every one year tenancy, there's a one month vacancy for like a a turnover period, Um, which really eats into the cash flow. It really does. Because if you think that every year there's, there's one month of vacancy, say like $1,700 worth of rent that's not coming in. Um, 1800 in this case, 1800 in this case, um, you know, that's uh, divide that by 12. It's, it's a hundred and dollars a month Yeah. and, and reduce flow. So the fact that Gabby was able to fill that vacancy without having to, um, sorry to fill, you know, fill that suite without having a month of vacancy. Um, we just increased our cash flow next year by 150 bucks. Yeah. So it's, it's good. Um, in my opinion, I don't think it's worth, I I've gotten to the point now. I don't even think it's worth if I were in your position. Um, I don't think it's worth advertising it, you know, the month before. I mean, I think it, it also depends. There's so many factors. Like in this instance, the tenants were being very accommodating and, and really? understanding. And I think it helps in the way that you word things. Like I'm really big on words and on how things are going to be interpreted. And I think that, um, you know, Wayne, you've helped me understand that over the years of like, when you say something like this, this is what they're thinking when it's over, you know, text, mm-hmm. not tech, not text messaging, but text words. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so like in my, in my email, when people are coming to the end of their term and it's time for them to move out, um, I send a really lovely email, just like reminding them about how, you know, like, here's your, um, cleaning list. I want to make sure there's no additional cleaning charges. You know, I want to, I want to return your full deposit. So here's the things, make sure, you know, you go through the list, either hire somebody. Just right there, the big keywords that I heard. You know I want I mean? to give you, yeah, your full deposit. So like, yeah. So I give them the tools that they need to make sure they can get their deposit back. And then, you know, I, and so like in that email, I'm just like reminding them of like the expectation. I even, I even um, send them their initial move-in inspection so that they remember oh, the walls were freshly painted. Mm-hmm. Oh, everything was clean. There wasn't anything noted dirty on here. Like, you know what I mean? It reminds them. Mm-hmm. And then also I send a second email stating, um, you know, that it's time for us to start advertising, um, that, um, and I've kind of changed things since, since COVID. I'm a little bit, um, I'm, I, I won't go down that road. But so what I do is I tell them that I do a lot of pre-qualifying before, like I'm not just bringing people through your suite. I want to make sure that they're really interested, that they've watched a walkthrough video and that they, that I've pre-qualified them. So I'm only bringing qualified, pre-qualified tenants through the suite and I'm trying to minimize the amount of, of viewings and people that I'm bringing through while you're still, while it's still occupied by you. Um, So right there, they, they're, I'm gaining some respect that I'm respecting them, right? So some mutual yeah. respect. 
And I'm also reassuring them that it's not just going to be a horde of viewings of people coming through. Right. You know, that I'm I'm selecting who I'm allowing to come and view the suite and stuff. So I presented in a way that like, I respect you and I understand that you're busy moving and that this is a hectic time. I don't want to bring a whole bunch of people through. So in turn, I'm pre-qualifying them. These are only people who are very interested and who I have per personally selected to come view the suite. Right. Um, we'll give you as much time as possible. We definitely want to give you more. <clears throat> than what's required by the Residential Tenancies Act of 24 hours. So we're gonna do our best to give you as much notice as possible. And keep in mind that it's gonna be much easier for us to secure a tenant quickly if the suite is kept as tidy and clean as possible. I know it's hard while you're moving, but that's how we're gonna get somebody secured quickly. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your you know, cooperation and understanding through this. And we look forward to filling this quickly and getting out of your hair so you can enjoy the rest of our, have your space, whatever. Mm. So it's a it's a lovely email just telling them that I respect them. I know what they're going through. I know how hectic it is. And I'm going to make this as gentle and easy on them as possible. And they were just like, I'd send them an, e an email for the viewings. And they'd be like, yep, sure. We'll, we'll make sure it's it's spotless and we'll be out of the house. And like they were, they've just been lovely. So I'm just, as you're saying all this, because to be honest, I'm not really involved in it. I haven't been involved in it in years. Um, as I'm listening, I'm listening as if I'm a tenant. And even when you first started, I said, I, I stopped you and I said, look, listen to those keywords. That's the keywords that I heard. You want to give me my deposit back. When you're reading it, kind of like when you're reading through like those clickbait, you know, websites, there's like, if you'll scroll through those websites and all you're trying to do is get information on the product and the price. But as you're scrolling through these, you know, long, long pages, you're seeing like these keywords, like, you know, like join now. And then I'd be like, you'll never want to miss this opportunity. And then like, there's, there's tons and tons and tons of text. Then there's things that you pick up, right? And as you were saying, I'm trying to use a comparative, um, comparing it to something else that's, that's relative. But, you know, when, when you're saying those things, I'm listening to like, what are the things that I hear? Because a lot of it's just like fluff. I'm not reading this whole email. I'm skimming through it. But I see deposit. Okay, cool. Yes. I see that. Okay, perfect. They're only bringing in people that they pre-qualified. Just the keywords that they're actually going to be focusing on. Um, but throughout that whole like email that you read, I mean, it was very easy to follow along. I, I was just focusing on the different things and it's timed out nicely. It's not too much fluff. Um, sometimes I find the bigger emails people just get, they don't actually read them. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to, it has to be long enough, it has to be enough information, but short enough that people are actually going to read it. Yeah. It needs to be timed and spaced out in a way that people are actually going to catch the points that you want them to catch. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, there could be something one particular line in there, something that's important, like, hey, I've attached the cleaning list for you to review. Please make sure when you're cleaning the units, if you choose not to use a cleaner, that you check off all of these items when you're cleaning. That is what is a very important portion of that email. And if they miss that, and they clean it themselves, and then later on, when we go in to do the walkout, and we say, hey, the, the tracks in the windows aren't cleaned. Well, I didn't know about that. And then we're going to be like, well, we put it in the email. I don't remember anything like that in the email. And then they go back in the email and they're like, oh, well, there's a huge email. There were so many different things in here. Right. Yeah. So email, like if you're going to have email communication, you need to get really good at, at, at figuring out how to write emails and how to make sure that people are actually reading them Yeah. to make them kind of engaging. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, but the way that you read it, I love it. The, the way that you explained all that, because um, I, I caught everything that I needed to catch as if I were a tenant. Mm -hmm. And as well, you know, the, the key things were the cleaning, um, that you're not going to disturb, and I want my damage deposit back. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, I'm also when I'm listening, I'm thinking as if uh, I were a tenant. Uh, maybe I'm weird. I, I just, I like to pretend so that I make sure that this is done properly. So that the message is, is, is received. The biggest thing that's going on in their head when they get that email, when they're finishing up with this tenancy, is that I want my damage deposit back. Yeah. Right? That's the most important thing. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, they're leaving. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. The big thing for them is, am, am I getting that 1800 bucks back? Right? So how you write that email, you almost need to write that email as if you're writing it to someone where their biggest priority is, I want my damage deposit back. Yeah. Right. And the way you wrote that, the way you said it, at least. Yeah. It, it touches on that. Yeah. Right. You were very respectful. Hey, I want you to get this back. Yeah. I need you to do these things in order to get that back. Mm -hmm. And I, in my opinion, I think the reason why they were so agreeable was because they're trying to maintain the relationship and they don't want to piss you off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If they think they're getting it back, they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Try to be respectful. If they don't think they're getting it back, they're going to be a bunch of jerks. They probably won't even read the email, right? <laughs> so maintaining a good relationship with your tenants throughout the tenancy is super important because, I mean, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get to that point. You're trying to get to the 11 and a half month where you're going to be sending out this email and you want them to read it and you want them to be agreeable. You want them to try and impress you to ensure that they get their damage deposit back. That's, that's what I was thinking about. They don't want to yeah. piss you off because, well, if I piss them off and I don't clean this properly, or if they, if there's too many nail holes, then they're not going to give me my damage deposit back. So, um, you watch, you watch some tenants on the last month and they are like scrubbing the walls and like just doing anything they can to get every last penny back. Yeah. Right. And the fact that you put in that email, here's our expectations. Yeah. Here's a checklist of everything that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And if you do all of these things, then you will get all your damage deposit back. It's very clear. It's simple. Yeah. Right. It makes for a nice, easy transition. Yeah, it does. And um, also in that cleaning email, um, I I forgot to mention, but I also do bring up repairs yeah. um, and specifically like wall patching repairs. And um, <clears throat> you can never force somebody to hire a, a professional to mm -hmm. do the repairs for them. Um, people, you know. They want to save money and sometimes it's within their skill set. Sometimes it's not and they do it anyways. More often than not, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also always mention that we do highly recommend um, hiring a professional for um, repairs and that um, if they need any recommendations, we have some. So please ask. Same thing with the cleaners. We always offer recommendations if they if they want them. And, um, and I always remind them that if, if it is within their skill set and you are doing it yourself, um, just a reminder that, you know, if you, if you do a, a drywall repair, you can't just paint the patch around it. The whole wall needs to be painted um, because the paint color will not match the paint that went on the walls um, a year or more ago. Mm. so um because that's one thing is that they'll be like look we've you know like we had um one of our main floor suites it was freshly painted before the tenant moved in like freshly basically the entire place was painted because the previous tenant had done some some good damage to it 
And she patched all of her poles and sanded them and did everything and then painted a little patch around every single hole that she put in every mm -hmm. single wall. And you walked through there and it was like, it was like, I don't know, Edward Scissorhands, but the paint painting, yeah, <laughs> Edward painting hands, <laughs> just like patches everywhere. We had to repaint the entire suite professionally. Yeah. So she not only wasted her time and money um, buying the supplies and then her time putting, putting the, the time in to do what she did, but then it came out of her damage deposit for us to hire a professional to go in and spend two days repainting the entire suite. Was this the one that was freshly painted before? Yeah, I just said that. Okay, sorry. I was, I was also <laughs> I know, you I were was reading comments, comments yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's something else that I also mentioned as well um, about, about repairs. So it's not only cleaning, it's that you want to make sure that the repairs are done well. Um, Wilson had asked somewhere in here. Well, um, I was, that's why I said, because your phone locked up. I wanted you to keep an eye on the comments. I was. It closed as I was talking. Wilson had said, when do, you, when do you do the move-out inspection of the new tenant? If if the new tenants of? Uh, I'm assuming. If your new tenants are moving in the next day. Um, yeah, so we always have our leases end at noon on the last day of the month and our new tenants move in at noon on the first day of the month. So we have a 24 hour period in between. And I um, usually schedule inspections for noon, uh, like as, as they're leaving, as like, whenever that says that the lease ends. So noon on the last day of the month. Um, sometimes they request a different times as our obligation in Alberta is to offer, you know, three different times. I always ask, does noon on the last day of the month work? If so, let us know, we'll get it scheduled in. Yeah. If they come back and say no, then I offer the two different, two other times. Um, because that is our responsibility as landlords is to give them options. Another, another reason why I hate doing, um, back to back, you know, yeah. where someone leaves and then the next person comes next, like, the next day because you have to give three different times, three different days, three, like at different times of day. Times of day, yeah. So like I can't do it the day before they leave because it's still, there's still stuff in there, yeah. right? Yeah. I can't do the day after because someone's already moved in, Yeah. right? So you only really have one slot of time. And if they don't agree to it, then by law, we're supposed to give them other time. So it kind of sucks. But anyways, but I, I'm impressed that you were able to pull it off. It's... <laughs> in this situation uh the person moving out on at the end of this month um they actually requested if they could do it e the 29th so the day before the end of the month um as long as it's all tidied up yeah just because they have um a, a work commitment that next day so um they'll be moved out on the 29th instead of the 30th and i said yeah obviously the more time we have to figure out if there's anything that needs to be done in there the better um, I also, during those viewings um, that I hired somebody to go do for me, I also asked them to um, take pictures of the any damages that they can see on the walls, nicks, um, anything that would possibly need repairs or cleaning, like how dirty is the place? Is it gross? Is it a well-maintained house? You know, like that type of thing, mm -hmm. so that I have a good idea of, of where it stands and what to expect. Um, so I have all of those pictures. I have a kind of a little bit of a report on the state of the place, which it was in pretty darn good condition. Yeah. Um, couple, a couple scuffs on the walls, but that's normal. We have scuffs on our walls. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, I make sure that 
yeah, I get as much intel up front as I can. Um, you could always, you could also schedule an, an inspection leading up to the, you know, within the last month to go check on the property and know what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You, at that time, you can also have the conversation with them. Like, you know, like I'm, I see all these damages that are going to need to be repaired. Like what's, what's the plan? Um, do you need a handyman recommendation? I know you're busy packing, you know, like you can start having that conversation so they know the expectations. Yeah. Cool. Did anyone have any more questions about that? I think it's, it's not a topic that we really cover very often. Um, most of our day-to-day is the, most of what we talk about on the podcast is that is the day-to-day stuff. Yeah. Um, and day-to-day just typically is, is the flipping port, a portion of our business. Um, we don't get a whole lot of turnovers very often. May only, you know, this is kind of the time of year for, for turnover, um, tenant mm-hmm. turnover, because mm-hmm. we got, you know, these two, and then I think we have a couple more next month coming up and the rest have all resigned. Um, as far as I know, I think we might have some July, August, September. We, yeah, we signed a couple, um, extensions for just a few months. Um, people not really knowing what their next move is going to be. Somebody's looking to buy a house and that sort of thing. So I think we have a couple coming up like at the end of August. Um, I think, I think I'm going to have to go back and double check, but I think we're good now through the summer until like the end of August. Everything else is renewed. I think so. Yeah. Oh shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Summer, summer normally turns out to be like filling vacancy. It's the month of it or the summer of vacancies. <laughs> yeah. Don't expect to go camping or hiking. <laughs> um, because most of your, your, your lease leases will end in the summer. If you're smart. Yeah. If you're smart, you'll have them end in the summer because that's when all of the other leases are ending for most landlords. So that's the best time to get as many tenants, um, applications as possible. You try and do it in October or yeah, let's say October. It's not quite winter yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not, te- it's not December, but no one is looking for a place around October. No one's looking in March or April. Yeah. Uh, they're all looking between June and August. Yeah. Because that's when all the other leases end. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're waiting until they, they all terminate. So uh, typically that just, just makes summers just really busy for trying to fill vacancies. And, um, but it's good to hear that, you know, you're able to knock all those off really quickly yeah. and, and sign them all up. And it's not like we're going camping or anything. We're, we're way too busy <laughs> for that shit. <laughs> so who was asking me? Someone was asking me on the bus tour. Maybe it was AJ. He's like, so what are you doing this summer? Are you like, are you going to the lake or anything? Are you guys going like going away? I'm like, no, not really. We don't do that stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And then we, uh, yeah, we, we, we Gabby got... would like to do that stuff, but Wayne doesn't. Yeah, we don't do that stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Not this Aquarius. Good thing my mom lives in Edmonton now. Well, that's she likes exactly to do this it. Stuff. You can go do whatever you want with your mom. <laughs> no, you got work to do. Well, you were off for a week. You already took a week off. Okay. I took a week off. Oh, when I was half dead in bed. Yeah, well, now you got to catch up. Okay, this is going nowhere fast, so let's rail it back in. We're about to have an argument on our... Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see what you're made of. Wayne thinks I just had a relaxing spa vacation, too. She was dead. Like, she was dead. Uh, Yeah. I I checked her pulse a couple times. Um, (laughs) I had to revive her. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Annette had a question. Uh, well, actually, there's been some huge conversation about... Okay, let's answer Annette's question. That's, that's, okay. <clears throat> Annette's question. 
So if everyone does the last day move out and first day of the month move in, does that mean leave tenants with one night with nowhere to go? What a to great stay? question. You just put them out on the street, you guys? That's literally my thoughts too. I'm like, how does this shit even work? I don't know, but it works. I've had, I don't know. I've had once in our decade of landlording where a tenant has said, I don't get possession of my place until tomorrow, like, mm-hmm. or until the next day. It was like, like last what am year. I? Mm, last year was the first time, wasn't it? No, I, I think it was a few years ago now. Okay. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I going to go? Oh, you figure it out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, th- I believe in that situation. I told them that what a lot of people will do is, you know, rent a U-Haul, pack it up, um, go stay at a, a motel or something overnight and just park your, your U-Haul facing your door with your lock on it. And then in the morning, go and move into your new place. Yeah. Yeah. Or we- if you have a friend's place to stay or family to stay with, you can just park your U-Haul there. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um. I mean, if everybody did that, yeah, we would have, we'd have a whole lot of, um, homeless people on the last day of the month. <laughs> yeah. Leduc, Leduc, uh, Leduc park would just be full of tents, um, on the, on the, on the last day of every month. <laughs> but, uh, we, yeah, we don't, um, we haven't, um, run into that issue at all. I know another pair of investors that people, ta- that, that people are, are gaga for, uh, educators. They end their leases on the 25th. Yeah. Which I, when I heard that, I'm like, that is so fucked. <laughs> like you are shooting yourself in the foot. Like you're going to, you're going to really piss off a lot of tenants. Cause at the beginning of your tenancy, you're, you're, you're excited. You're like, Oh, I get to move in on the, on like a couple days early. I get to move in on like the 29th. That's amazing. That gives me two days to get all my stuff into my new unit. And that, get, you know, once I get it over, I got plenty of time to clean. This is amazing because my other one ends on the first or the, the whatever, the last month, the last day of the month. Um, but when they leave and they realize that I've got six days, I got to get on the 25th and I got six days until I can get possession of my new one because Gabby doesn't let me move in until 12 o'clock on the first. <laughs> like you, you, that's, Talk about like the relationship with, with the tenant at the end, you know, we were talking about like that email and I respect you and everything else. <laughs> That's, I don't know how that would work out. Yeah. Um, but the way, the reason why they do it, uh, they're saying is because um, it gives them an opportunity to get in, to do repairs, to clean. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's extremely selfish um, because you know, it's all you, 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 you to make sure that, you know, you're reducing the amount of vacancies yeah. Right. But considerate of them. That's the end of the tenancy is a very delicate, um, as a very delicate uh, time of the relationship. Yeah. You're trying to make sure that they stay happy. They're trying to make sure that you stay happy so they can yeah. be a nice, easy, uh, end to your, you know, tenancy uh, agreement. But it, man, like it's, it's delicate, it's delicate. It <laughs> because you start, you, you pull 20 bucks for like, you know, a new doorbell because they cracked it, you know, carrying something in they're gonna be all over you what the fuck do you mean you're taking 20 dollars off my damage deposit for <laughs> a new doorbell why couldn't you just pay for it yourself <laughs> what do you mean you charge someone a half an hour worth of labor to install it why can't you just i could have done that myself what do you mean you repainted the whole wall i could have done that myself why didn't you tell me i would have came back like it's very delicate yeah um you add in you know something else like that like, 
damn, that's anyways. But uh, yeah, I, I've heard some. I've heard some different ways that people do it. In my opinion, I just like I'm just like you know what, fuck it, just yeah, have so, the one month of vacancy. So here's my solution to a tenant moving out on the last day and new tenant moving in on the first day. Did the move out inspection on the last day of the month, found there's a whole bunch of repairs that need to be done. They didn't clean the bathroom. It's a mess. Shit. We have tenants moving in tomorrow. I can't book a cleaner this evening. Like who's going to come in on, you know, an evening on the last day of the month when all they're all booked up crazy for everybody else's move out cleans. I'm not fucking cleaning. I'm not cleaning it. Like I'm, that's not my job anymore. So, um, I, I actually had this happen last, um, spring. I had a tenant move out and he was a f- effing pig. Like, I don't know how he got this place so freaking dirty. And, um, Like his version of cleaning was just pathetic. So if you're listening, you're a pig. (laughs) Let's tag him. Yeah. (laughs) And I had a tenant move in the next day and she was just thankfully the sweetest, like just the sweetest woman. And so what I did is I told her, like, I'm, I, as you can see, the state of our walk-in inspection is going to be absolute garbage because this place looks like a pig, a pig lived here because mm-hmm. they did. Um, so what we're doing is, um, you know, I know you, I know you have your U-Haul with your stuff outside. So, you know, move your stuff in. I'm getting on the phone or I have already been on the phone with the cleaners yesterday. And I've already been on the phone with my handyman yesterday. These are the dates that they're coming in. So cleaners, I think the cleaner was like two days later and the handyman was um, like within that week as well. So they'll both be in within the week. Um, these are the areas that the cleaner is going to be cleaning. So yada, yada. These are the areas that the handyman needs to repair and paint. So just make sure everything's kind of pulled off that wall the, the day that they're coming in. And they're going to come in and make sure that all this is taken care of. We'll, we'll amend the move-in inspection and whatever. And she was so happy. Like the days that the um, handyman came and the days that the cleaner came, she had sent um, emails both those days just saying like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. They did such a good job and the place looks amazing and yada, yada. So she was very um, happy with it and stuff. So like never just leave it. If your tenant leaves the place disgusting, don't leave that for your tenant to deal with. Right. Like, because that's how they're going to leave it for you at the end of it. Take care of it, even if it means the cleaner's coming in after your new tenant has moved in. Take care of whatever you find, because that's how they're going to treat your place, and that's how they're going to leave it for you the next time. Well, to be honest, if I were the tenant moving in, I would appreciate a clean after I've moved in, because when I'm moving in and I'm opening up boxes and stuff like that, there's a lot of dust, and I'm tracking stuff in with my feet and whatnot. So, you know, after a move-in, typically the place isn't the cleanest. You know what I mean? Even though it was clean when you moved in, you probably dirtied and mucked it up, you know, after you moved in. So having a cleaner come in afterwards is actually pretty decent. Yeah. (laughs) I got my couch and everything's all unboxed. And then I got a nice, clean, fresh, you know, sparkly place. So I like that better. Um, But again, I was listening to everything that you were saying. And why don't I write notes? And you don't remember. Just just rewind 10 seconds. Let me know what you're saying. Uh, It'll come back. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> oh, 
Oh, I remember now. Sorry about that. As I was listening, I was, I was, I was thinking about the fact that you just like, you just dealt with that. It wasn't that big of a deal. You showed up, you showed up and you know, you're like, shit, like I got someone moving in here like tomorrow, tomorrow. (laughs) They got their U-Haul packed up. They're ready to go and look at this fucking mess. And most new investors or most seasoned investors will get really stressed out by that. You know what I mean? Shit, 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 shit. I have to call them. I have to tell them that they can't move in. I have to get a cleaner in here and I'm calling cleaners. Do I need to pay for a hotel for them? Exactly. Exactly. And you can just see how, how calm Gabby was. And I know that because I, I remember she was just as calm, if not more calm when it happened because she had the experience and the education to know how to deal with that. And that's, that's, you know, when, when you have experience and when you have certainty, because you know, the outcome that's coming, it makes things so much easier. Mm-hmm. So the first time around, yeah, there's, there's a lot of uncertainty. You don't know how to handle something like this. You don't know who to, who to call. Right. So I can understand why that would be very intimidating to either not get into real estate investing, not buy a property, or to just like completely, you know, a situation like that would probably just break you. But I just want to give everyone some assurance that after you've done it a couple of times and if you, after you got some education and some experience, um, when situations like that come up, it was very simple for Gabby. It was probably three things she had to do. Okay. First things first, I got to take some pictures. Okay, I got to complete the walkout inspection. I need to call a cleaner and see when I can get them in. And if they can't get in for another five days, that's fine. Because or I'll call a different cleaner. Or I'll call a different cleaner. <laughs> Who can Not I get in quicker? Not a big deal. She's got two or three cleaners she can call, right? Whoever can get in the soonest. If they can't get in any sooner, then there's not, you've done everything you can. There's nothing mm-hmm. else you can do. No sense in stressing about it. Mm-hmm. The tenant's going to understand, okay? As long as you explain to them properly. I need to go in and I need to grab some painter's tape and mark all the areas need to be repaired. And I'm going to write it all in my notes in my phone. And I'm going to email it off to my handyman. And my handyman's going to come in hopefully today, if not within the next couple of days before the cleaner and touch up all these areas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I read him an email. That's that. And then lastly, I need to contact the tenant and let them know what's happening. Apologize profusely. Um, we want to make sure that we're giving you something that you can take pride in, something that you want want to take care of, want to make your own. Um, so here's what we're doing. Here's what happened. Here's what we're doing about it. Hopefully you can understand. And maybe you throw in a $50 you know, Visa card or a Tim Hortons card or something like that with it. We just wanted to show our appreciation uh, for your understanding. Um, and here's a, a, you know, a, a, here's a gift for, your, um, for, for being so good about it. When you put it that way, it's very simple. There's no sense in stressing about it because, again, why stress over things that you can't control? You, have you done everything that you can? Yes? Then then don't don't stress. Yeah. If there are more things that you can do to control the situation, then definitely you know do those things first. But when you get to a, a position where there's nothing else you can do, don't stress about it. You've done everything you can. Just, that's it. Those three things that you had to do. And Gabby dealt with it. It probably only took her about an hour. Mm-hmm. And then she's back to her day. She compartmentalized that. She completed it, compartmentalized it. And then she's back on to whatever else she's working on. And maybe that's paying invoices or maybe that's completing the next joint venture agreement. 
-hmm. You know what I mean? When you start treating this like a business, you know what I mean? When you start treating this just like another thing that you deal with, you know, it's a day-to-day task, um, you'll start noticing that you'll get, you start getting better results. I talked about this the other day. I'm going to repeat it again. You start treating it like a business, you're going to start, you know, seeing a lot more success. And Gabby just treated that just like any other day-to-day business task. Business task. Yeah. Right? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting that. Is there anything I can do about it? No? Okay. Then I'll just do those three things and I'll move on. Yeah. And if the tenant isn't okay with it, well, I mean, we already got their rent and their damage deposit anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. They're going to have to understand it, but I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that I you know, I, I fix that relationship. I make sure they understand and I'm going to give them a small little reward in exchange. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I, I admire the way you handle it. I admire how far you have come as well because <laughs> as i was saying all the that you know that stuff i i think we both can agree that it, that used to stress you out very early on oh yeah and how far you've come yeah right it's to be riddled with anxiety over stupid little things like that and when i trust me if i were involved in this i wouldn't be riddled with anxiety i'd just be cursing and swearing and, you know throwing my shoes um because i'd just be so angry that someone how could someone do that and like i it, it affects me as well that's why i stay out of it <laughs> um, but Gabby's just got this level of patience and just understanding and, and, um, it, it's, once you get to that point, again, it makes things so much easier. Um, we have a caller. I didn't notice that. Um, someone was trying to call in a little, a little while ago. I don't know how long they've been waiting. So I'll see if he is still interested in calling in, um, Uh, was there any other comments in regards to, you know, that topic of, of the transition of, okay. Um, there was a, you know, a micro conversation going on in the chat here today because, uh, congratulations to Jeremy, um, you know, on a positive note, he finished funding one of his new properties yesterday. Congrats. Um, so he's got, I think he, I think he locked up, he's got two properties under contract. Um, and he was looking to get, um, funding for those and, uh, just from skimming through, and there was a lot of questions about it in conversation. Sounds like he crowdfunded the renovation cost, which is <laughs> something new. Um, but it, it's it's uh, funny, you know. Gabby and I, we um, we were talking about this uh, before the show and yesterday that I really wanted to have a conversation about joint ventures. Um, we have had lots of lots of people um, in our mentorship program the master's mentorship program and as well just through like dms and you know on the facebook page uh, lots of people asking about joint ventures the last little while yeah and it's tough because a lot of them are like the basics and uh once i answer one question on the basics it's like there's 12 more coming behind it you know what i mean um same thing with like agreement for sales anytime i get a question on agreement for sales first question is have you taken the course because I'm going to answer this question and I know you got, I know the next 15 questions you got right behind it. And, you know, we can, we can keep answering questions, but at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to answer 4,000 questions to teach a course. You know what I mean? Yeah. The best, the best way to, to learn is to take a course and then ask questions. Um, now on the topic of joint ventures right now, you know, I, that's, uh, I can see a few people in the comments, though I didn't read all of them. They were asking about, what do you mean? How did you do crowdfunding for renovations? Like that sounds so cool. 
it's all very simple. Joint ventures, there's no standard way of how you do a joint venture, mm-hmm. right? They are whatever you make them. It's, you know, you can have 12 people on one property, though it would be extremely complicated and a lot of <laughs> headbutting and, and um, you know, it's a lot of joint venture management, like yeah. managing your partners, but you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, the, the standard uh, split of profits is negotiable, right? Most people do a 50-50 with one person bringing the money and the financing, the other person bringing the expertise in the deal. It's pretty standard, but you can do 60-40, you can do 75-25, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's all negotiable. Um, you, can, you can be the one bringing the down payment for a flip in this example, and you get 10 other people to bring $10,000 for the $100,000 renovation, right? Just write it up that they're each, all their names and what they're bringing to the deal. They're bringing $10,000 and therefore they are getting a 5% stake in the profits. Yeah. Right? Yep. 10 people, 5% each means that, you know, the, the people who are bringing the renovation money are getting 50% of the profits. And then you are getting the other 50%. There you go. It's just another way to, you can write it up however you want. And you can, in, in each of those lines as well, you can say what the responsibilities of each partner are as well. Yeah. Who's responsible for this? Who's responsible for that? Maybe each of those 10 people are also responsible for one item of the renovation. Oh God. They're going to bring $10,000 <laughs> and this person has to do flooring. The next second person has to bring $10,000 and they need to do the paint. The third person needs to bring $10,000 and they need to do the suspended ceiling downstairs. The fourth person is responsible for paying for the HVAC. Very complicated, as I said, <laughs> but you can do it if you want. Yeah. Whatever gets the deal done. I, I find that in like large commercial deals and multifamily deals, they're a lot more complicated because they'll use, instead of using a joint venture agreement, they use a, a unanimous shareholders agreement. And those things just get super freaking complicated. Um, but you know, when you're getting started, bring on as many people as you want, you know, uh, you don't even need to bring them as joint venture partners. If you got 10 people bringing $10,000 to, to total the, the, the total, um, $100,000 renovation, you can, you can do a joint venture. You can do uh, a promissory note. So a promissory note is just like a, an IOU. It's a, it's a glorified IOU. Um, I, Wayne, am, am uh, lending you, Gabby, $10,000 in exchange uh, for a 10% um, uh, annual rate of return, mm-hmm. interest rate of return. So um, that means that... I will pay you monthly or I will pay you at the end and well, let's use this term ends number. at such and such date or the money is due back at such and such date. Yeah. Well, 10, 10%, uh, 12% is the easiest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So and an IOU this much, there's a minimum amount that I need to pay you. Right. Yeah. The um, big thing that confuses people is that the interest rates are calculated yeah, right. annually, the, and not monthly. So it's not like. You don't owe them 12%. Every month. Uh, for borrowing the $10,000, <laughs> right? You owe them, if you were to hold the money for the full year, you would owe them 12%, which would be $1,200. Um, 
But the way to calculate it is, you know, take your $10,000 and then actually take your 12% and divide it by the amount of months, 12 months. So that means every month you're paying 1% interest, right? Meaning that take your 10,000 and multiply it by 1% every month. That means it's a $100 payment every month. So if you use that $10,000 for four months, that means that you will pay them $100 a month. So $400 and you give them their $10,000 back. Yeah. So they got a, they got a, you know, a 4% return on the money. Right. For four months, which is really great. Right. So you can do promissory notes as well. You can do whatever you want. Uh, there's lots of different ways to attract uh, joint venture capital or just capital in general. Yeah. Um, that's, that's for flips. Obviously it gets a little more complicated when you do rental properties because the rules, but um, Wayne didn't, did, did we, um, announce that, uh, to our mentees that we have a new course coming in there? No. Uh, <laughs> well, some people have gotten word of it. Um, okay. so because of, okay. So I told you that we've been getting lots of messages from like DMS as well in our, in our, in our coaching program as well. So the master's program, um, I actually reached back out to Donna McGuire, Barry and Donna McGuire. And I said, Hey, I got a ton of people asking me about joint ventures. Um, I do not want to go create a course. Okay. That's like, I, our master's program. Yes, there is educational components. There's courses in there's, there's, there's home study kits because I want you guys to get, I don't want to answer every question about a game for sales. I want you to take a course and then ask questions. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, I can do that. I don't want to answer 4,000 questions and then you never really understand it. So we do have an education, um, uh, component to the, to the program. Uh, what I like to focus on in the program is, is, is the thing that most people really struggle with. And that's actually taking action, diving deep into what's, what's behind the curtain, what's really preventing you from actually doing the things that you need to do. Okay. That's what I'm good at, but there is education in there. And I do not want to write a joint venture course. That is like the last thing I want to do. You guys know me well enough. Um, I'm a problem solver. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a, I'm not a guy that sits down and does slides and, and record stuff. Um, so I talked to Donna about it. I'm like, Donna, like I got to find a solution for this. And she goes, well, actually we just completed a new joint venture course. Would you like to add it into your program? And I'm like, yes, how much? <laughs> so yes, that's coming. Um, they're just they're just finalizing it right now. There is a new joint venture course coming into the master's mentorship program. So if you guys, for everyone that I know that you guys are listening, that is part of the, the master's program. There is a new joint venture course coming in. It should be, I'm, I'm hearing potentially by the end of the week. So will she send it out to all of our mentees? It's going to be so... Or they have like a portal or something. Uh, they have a portal okay. that you, you guys, the portal that you guys log into for the other courses, the agreement for sales, the rent owns and everything else. Um, that's where it's going to be. Um, I'll let you, I'll notify you guys when it does. Um, so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's a good opportunity to let you guys know. And if you're not in the master's mentorship program, well, it sucks, no, to, sucks suck. to be you. Sucks to suck. <laughs> um, this is what we do. Like I, that was, that was a legit problem. Right. Um, sometimes I assume that everybody understands it and there's, there's enough information there, but if there isn't, um, just like, you know, in the, in the, 
um, in the master's documents as well. Every checklist, contract, and form is in there. And if it's not, tell us. <laughs> if it's not, we'll get it in there. Yeah. Right? If we missed one, you let us know. Um, it's everything that anyone needs to become a real estate investor, a successful real estate investor. Everything is there. Every course, every form, every checklist, because I don't want any fucking excuses. Yeah. Zero excuses so that we can get down to what's really important is why the fuck didn't you do the thing that you said you're going to do? You know what I was just thinking as we had our previous discussion about, um, you know, like the tenants moving it out and stuff is that, you know, some of those emails that I've carefully constructed over the years, I actually want to add those into our documents as well. Some of the what? Some of the, those carefully constructed emails oh. that I've done over the years. I'm going to actually add those into the master's documents as well, because those are really great templates to be able yeah. to copy paste. Well, yeah. Like even, even just um, the other day I, I shared, um, in our free Facebook group, I shared the email for letting everybody know mm -hmm. that there's a lot of rain coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Carefully constructed to make sure that it was, you know, written properly so they read it properly and they do the things that we want them to do. Yeah. Um, it's a great example. We have tons of templates like that. Tons. Yeah. yeah. I don't like, I have so many, like when I sign on new tenants, I have like an email template that I, that I use to send them all the information they need when I like, don't don't recreate the wheel every time you do something like every time you sign a new tenant don't just like be like oh fly enough the seat of my pants i think this is everything you need like have templates mm -hmm. and so for i'm gonna i i just just thought of it just now today so i'm gonna start getting some of my email templates into those uh, master documents for you guys so that yeah you don't need to even think about it just copy paste i mean of course change it however you yeah. see fit to kind of fit you and how you run things. This situation. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you can, if you can get that added in there as well. Yeah. Um, Wilson, um, we're just kind of rewinding and going back to a, the topic we were talking about before. Uh, Wilson was saying we're dealing with one tenant, not renewing. Uh, they were amazing that since the notice of, of that they're not re renewing, it turns sour, and the unit now is a mess. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah, that that last month is. I told you. I tell you, it's a delicate. It is delicate. It can it can just turn so suddenly. Yeah, because, well, you know, they're like I said, I mentioned a minute ago, like they're doing everything they can to try and make sure that they get their full deposit back. The second they get an indication that they're not getting their money back, it suddenly they villainize you, yeah. and they'll treat you like their worst enemy. And um, so you, you got to really, really be uh, very cautious and careful with that relationship towards the end. Otherwise, it just it's it not only it, it you know, it, it becomes a huge hassle, but it, it also it's it eats up your energy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to use Gabby as an example again. You know, previously how she just like she completed it. She spent an hour on it. She compartmentalized it. She tucked it away. And then she went back to, you know, paying invoices or, or, you know, um, handling another, you know, vendor issue because the, you know, the doors weren't in on time for one of our properties. You know what I mean? She's got plenty of other things to worry about. And she, she just nicely compartmentalizes all of the different things on, that are on the go, or she, you know, fills them out in her notebook. Had that gone sideways, 
and you know she contacted the tenant and let them know and they started like you know yelling at her or something like that or saying that is clean this is fucking bullshit you guys have been the worst you never fix that tap and we're thinking to ourselves like you never fucking told us about the tap what tap there's a tap broken and then we go find out there's a tap broken for fuck's sakes they didn't even tell us about that you can just see instantly your energy is just like your mood changes your energy is like completely focused on this you're in a negative state and now gabby's got to try and be productive when she gets back to the office and on the other things, no, all she's going to be thinking about is this stupid tenant who's just a dick and how he yelled at her. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to give you guys an idea of just like, you know, try and manage it as much as possible and then just be done with it. Focus on things you can control, get it nicely done, and then just get back to work. Uh, in a situation like what Wilson's dealing with right now, now that becomes a problem. Now that's eating away at him. Now, like for fuck's sake, he's talking about it in the morning on the morning show which thank you for, you know, sharing, but at the same time, that should not be taking up any more of your energy than it needs to. You know what I mean? You need that energy in order to focus on things yeah. that are really important and that's growth. Yeah. That's ultimately why I don't deal in these management tasks. It's because that way I can free up my time, you know, to go for bike rides and get cappuccinos. But what I'm really doing when I'm doing my, <laughs> my, my, my bike ride is I'm planning out the next thing that I'm going to use, the next productive thing that I'm going to create which is going to, you know, help us grow. And that's ideas like, you know, hey, we should put all of those templates, email templates into the master's program because that's going to help out our mentees, mm -hmm. right? That's the stuff I want to be thinking about, ideas. You know what I mean? I don't want to be thinking about stupid tenants. And I'm sorry to pass it off to you, Gab, but that's just your strong, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's your strength, right? Yeah. And to be honest, you're not the type of person that likes to be coming up with creative ideas. So it works really well. Yeah. Has Leo been on the show this week? I, I yeah. saw Leo's name come up. And maybe maybe Leo was always on the second page and I never see his face. But has Leo been <laughs> Yeah, away? I think so. Yeah, no, okay. I think he's been on. I haven't really seen Leo much. That's just like, <laughs> uh, wh while I'm talking, I haven't seen your face. Maybe um, you haven't been active in the comments. So it's good to see you, Leo. That's all I wanted <laughs> to say. I just want to say good morning to Leo. Um, Gonna quickly get through the rest of these comments that we didn't finish up, and then we'll be ending the show. We're at the one hour mark. Um, what else we got in here? I think we're pretty well caught up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today is it Friday today? It is. We got Friday live training tonight. We do. And we're going to be doing a session on how to contact, or sorry, how how to conduct scheduled inspections. Kind of timely, considering the conversation today. Not the same, same, but yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's actually what we're going to. When I say how to conduct scheduled inspections, we're mostly going to be talking about how to contact the tenant to make sure that you don't piss them off, because you know, stepping for us, we go every three months quarterly inspections. Okay. We want to make sure that we're maintaining that relationship. And a lot of people, when they hear that we do quarterlies, they're like, you're just going to piss off your tenants and they're going to be unhappy. But yet we never run into that issue. And why is We've that? We've never. Why is that? Because we write really good emails and we're respectful. <laughs> right? So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight on Friday Left Training. We're going to talk about what it is that we look for when we're doing for inspections, how we, how we proactively, you know, write our emails so that, you know, certain things are done. And ultimately, you know, how we preserve the relationship with the tenant afterwards as well, so we don't affect that. 
So mm-hmm. that's that's what's going on in Friday Live Training tonight. Otherwise, um, I mean, we got a, a nice, warm, rainy weekend in the Edmonton area. Oh, my gosh. I think tomorrow's like another 25 milliliters. Millimeters. Mi- sorry, millimeters. <laughs> milliliters. <laughs> so they, they calculated in, in volume. <laughs> Uh, leave me alone okay well if there was any other questions i'm going to skim through them after the show's over and i'll save them for monday otherwise guys have a great weekend and we'll see you on monday bye guys thanks for listening to the real estate investing morning show thank you thank you oh thank you interested in being a guest on the show send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com 